This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's MLW's Kiro Kwan, representing the Contra Unit, and we're here with Wrestling POV's Global Entertainment Podcast. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Yo, welcome fans to another edition of Wrestling POV Global. Yeah, your host, uh, the, the legend TJ Vlogging, he'll be on in a minute. Don't forget his friend, uh, the gentleman dude, yeah, the Canelo guy. Ask him about his surgery, man, it's a reduction, I'll tell you that. Anyhow, folks, welcome to this week's edition. Hey guys, uh, welcome. Uh, Elio, was that your brother? <laughs> what the heck was that? Oh, what's going on? Oh my goodness. I, I know I told that guy, you know, I owed him 50 bucks and he said he would waive it if he could do the opening of the show. So, sorry fans. Uh, David Elio, put your drink down. There's no time for drinking here. It's time for wrestling. Uh, well, as our good friend Rex said, I'm your host of the Legend T. James Logan. With me, the somewhat inebriated gentleman, uh, Elio Canella, who would be traded for a Cinnabon if old... Uh, Conan could get his hands on him. But anyhow, <laughs> how was your week, buddy? Uh, my week's been great. Been great, yeah. yeah. It seems we've talked to each other quite a bit this week. It's been a, yeah. it's been a busy week. Yep. Well, you know what, folks? Uh, I want to say a, a special hello to all our friends out there. We, we're going to be talking, going around the world of professional wrestling. And we'll be covering a lot of interesting stuff this week. Um, but you know what? Let's start off like we like to do with our weekly poll. All right. Okay. Last week's hot topic, me and Elio spent a, a couple minutes talking about the AEW women's division. We both uh, over the opinion that it's it's in pretty bad, rough shape right now. And uh, we were curious what you, the wrestling fans, think. So we threw out our poll there and we asked, well, the question was, um, is the AEW women's division entertaining or is it just plain terrible? And a whopping 72% of you said just plain terrible. Yikes! I think we might have uh, we might have hit something here. <laughs> Let's read some of these comments. Um, Clay Cummings all right, says all they focus on is basically Britt Baker. Once you think they're going to go somewhere with, say, a Chris Stratlander, they totally change everything. The women's division in AEW is awful. Plus, Riho never wrestles, and she's your champion. To which Rob Campbell <laughs> replied, Clay Cummings. Britt's been buried to Riho and other Japanese women. Kong is, Brandis, is Brandy's sidekick, and Nyla is jobbing to your most over women, or, or is jobbing to your most over women are doing nothing. Britt finally won a match last week. Kenny books it, and you can tell. So I'm not sure if Rob Campbell is agreeing that it's a, a mess or not. There's a, but mm. I think he's saying that it seems like the booking's not the best. All right, moving on here. Uh, Inku. Palio says there's Britt Baker, Riho, Chris Stratlander, and the Nightmare Collective. Well, he just reiterated. I, I'm not sure if that means... That did answer the question. Yeah, not even close. So I'm not sure. Were you just listing wrestling to do an AEW? <laughs> Come on, man. Bruce Peach says we oh, just oh. need... Bruce Peach, and, and forgive me if I mispronounce your names, uh, said we just need to give it time. So I think he believes... That maybe it's not the best, but it can get better. 
To which Rob Campbell replies, pushing Rio over Kong, Nyla Rose, and Britt is the problem. Steve, uh, Steve Lyle, oh my goodness, Steve Lyle uh, replies, Rob Campbell, why do you say that? Only because of her size? Because it sure isn't based on her experience. She's been wrestling longer than all those women except for Kong. Okay, so there's a bit of a debate here so far. Um, And also, the the same fellow replies, it's getting there. Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I think, though, what we're we're seeing is fans are noticing some of the things that we have been talking about. Uh, Riho, a champion you never get to see much. Um, Some truly dreadful wrestlers at the top of the division. You know what I mean? Like, why on earth is Nyla Rose uh, in any kind of contention? It's not like she's a very good wrestler. It's not like, uh, you know. All right. Michael Michael Holinchek says, at best, it's average. And the Brandy Rhodes went cuckoo nightmares collective storyline is rubbish. (laughs) I agree. Um, Chris Cyril said uh, both. So he thinks it's great and bad. So, okay. Uh, George Dark says, I don't know. I like Shanna, Chris Stratlander. And after a few matches, I actually like Big Swole. I also Mm. love Awesome Kong snatching weaves off bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Good shit right there. Everything else needs a little work. Nyla's okay, but not great. Sheeta and Riho are all right, too. Okay. So Uh, he's liking it. Colin Flanagan says... I like who they have. Just do something. I like Riho, but for the love of God, have her there and present. I know why she can't be, but that's not an excuse. Plus, Nightmare Collective is dumb. If it were me, they are still super early into it. Burn the division and just start fresh. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Jay Jordan Ark said they might have they might have something going with this whole Brit Baker heel turn. I feel like they just need a little more time to smooth everything out. Once we get a few matches in the division, all will be forgiven. Okay. Um, George Rezik Jr. says, Akira Shida is great, and Britt Baker works better heel. Riho is on Brock Lesnar's schedule, and Chris Stratlander is awesome. The Nightmare Collective is meh. Everyone else, I don't think much of because they're not on Dynamite, and I don't watch Dark. Ooh. There's a good... There's a something we've talked about a bit in the past. Uh, Did you read the Richard, last comment there, buddy? Richard McTuff says, I like the matches. I think they need to develop more storylines. It's better than the division on Raw and SmackDown. It's a snooze fest. It is not oh. the best. They're right. For every, you know, we've talked about this. We, we, we're really high on uh, Chris Stratlander. Uh... But they've done nothing with her. Um, I think here the problem is is this, okay? In a nutshell, AEW, when they started this whole thing, said that they were going to be different than WWE. They yeah. were going to do things wrestling-wise. They were going to give the fans what they wanted. And yet, the women's division is a great example of how they're not doing that, how they're just exactly the WWE. Uh, they start off with Riho as champion. They push this unbelievable champion on us. And mm-hmm. they decide that Nyla Rose and Britt Baker are going to be the, the two big, and, and Awesome Kong are going to be the two the three big guns. But, except for Kong, who hasn't really wrestled, Britt Baker and Nyla Rose are not ready to be uh, A-list wrestlers. No. So they throw them down our throats continually. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Out of nowhere comes Chris Stratlander. 
No one expected her, but all of a sudden she caught the imagination of fans. Instead of doing the, we're going to be different and give fans what they want and actually, you know, give Stratlander a chance to really reach the upper height, they stick to their guns and they bury Stratlander with some crap with the collective and then keep throwing Nyla Rose and Britt Baker down our throats. Um, I've said it before, and it wasn't, it was even more harsh this week watching it, is Britt Baker. Yes, she's attractive. And yes, she has some basic generic moves, but she is by no means even a B-lister, let alone an A-lister. She needs a lot of work, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about her match this week, but dude, she tried to be super heelish, and it came off really poor. You know? Yeah, this, this, that, that match this week was terrible. And, and then we saw Nyla Rose get involved with, uh, with Riho. And mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself, why in the hell would they even bother with Nyla Rose? She has not had victories. They say in AEW, your victories matter. Your win-loss <laughs> record is important. Determines mm-hmm. your, your shot at championships. Yet the moves they've made with Nyla Rose prove right then and there that it doesn't matter. That they're just going <laughs> to do what they think is what we want to see. And we don't. We've yep. been very clear that Nyla Rose is another person who needs to work on their craft before they're put into any position because they're not ready for it. A woman her size with her build should be doing a lot more, should be a monster. And instead she comes off as an awkward, overly big girl who doesn't really have power. And that's not cool. That does a disservice mm-hmm. to everyone. So fans, you know what? Me, me and Elliot were on board with you. The 72% of you that put just plain terrible, yeah, it really is. The 28% of you that put entertaining, well, quit huffing glue, you guys, because uh, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> the 28 per- those 28% are the ones that got into my liquor cabinet because I'm running low on supplies. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Um, we're going to put up a news. You know what? We're going to do a poll, and uh, next week's poll, since we're talking about this, let's talk about the men's division right now, not the tag okay. team division. Or you know what? Let, right. Let's work our way through it. Actually, let's do the tag team division first. There's some stuff going on all over the place. There's teams that are good, teams that are bad. Today, our, we're going to have two hot topics, our second hot topic. They're going to be small ones today. We're going to talk a bit about the tag team division in AEW. Okay? But uh, So, fans, our question, one of the questions that we'll be having for next week will, in fact, be, is AWA's tag team division entertaining or is it terrible we want to know we'll have that up and probably in the next couple days so fans take your chance to think about that and vote and fans write in tell us what teams you are what teams in this in this division are great which teams are horrible and just answer the question don't do a roll call (laughs) we already know who's in the company (laughs) yes we don't need a list of names okay all right so for news this week not a lot of title changes but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that the iwgp tag team heavyweight belts Changed hands last week as the Gorillas of Destiny have recaptured that belt with, it's got to be, what, their 714th time? How many times have they won the belts? I don't know, but it's got to be quite a few. It's got to be okay. quite a few. Um, I didn't think I didn't think the team of Finjuice had a lot of legs on it. I, 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 I questioned why, um, why Juice Robinson would get himself involved in a team when he's so clearly over as a singles wrestler. Maybe he was doing it, trying to introduce Dave Finley back into, yeah, into the the fold. But uh, I didn't see them long as champions, and uh, I gotta say, the rate the tag team belts have gone back and forth, not surprised it was God. It seems the Gorillas are uh, 
pretty much going to have it three quarters of the time every time. Okay. Now, this week's uh, hot topic, uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, there was a couple signings this week. Mm-hmm. In, we're going to talk about two signings within WWE NXT, and we're going to talk about two other or four other signings to NXT UK. Okay. And uh, each of these come with some, I don't know, some questions. The UK one's not so much, but definitely the two main signings. And we're going to talk about what kind of chance these two guys have, okay? Now, it was announced this week that the WWE NXT signed Timothy Thatcher and Killer Cross. Okay. Two wrestlers that me and Elio had been, we talked rather good things about both these guys for the longest time. Yep. Uh, Very different type of wrestlers. Very solid wrestlers. Um... First of all, does it surprise you, Elio, that these two guys went to the WWE? Killer Cross, not so much. Um, I, because uh, Scarlet Bordeaux is already there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had a feeling he'd eventually end up there. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, though, more because of his, his style. Uh, WWE is more like uh, entertainment style of wrestling and like it's more show. Oh, his is more like the old school style, kind of like what the revival uh, was doing. So you know, I I'm gonna rate great agree on this because, um, his Timothy Thatcher really is if he somehow was signed on to the main roster tomorrow, he is such an anomaly compared to just about any other wrestler, and it's not like they sign like um you know some ninja master or something flashy. Um, <laughs> yep. Now, I enjoy Timothy Thatcher for what he does, but what he does is very old-school wrestling. And there's a reason, unfortunately, that it's called old-school wrestling is because nobody really does it anymore. And there's a reason. If people tuned in to see non-flashy, pure scientific wrestling, well, then ROH would have never changed or uh, Matt Wrestling wouldn't have been removed from the Olympics or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not flashy enough to gather the masses' attention. Now, Killer Cross, I think, has a better chance of success within the WWE because he does have shown he has a he has the potential to do a lot of characteristics. However, he's a big bald guy with tattoos. Well, there's got to be like eight million wrestlers in the world that are big bald guys with tattoos. Right. I could easily see him being swallowed up in the expanse of NXT and never really going anywhere. Um, Timothy Thatcher, though, if they're willing to give this guy a chance, he could be the anomaly that that takes the storm and be and 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 becomes something unique as an entity. But I don't see it, man. I don't see him being given the chance to show what he can do. And I'm not sure if I, don't know, I, I just think uh, they're gonna give him the same treatment they they they've been given the revival. Yeah. You know, at least the rock, the revival do have a lot more personality than Timothy Thatcher right. has ever really kind of shown out there. I find the whole thing kind of weird too. Is the WWE has sent out uh, feelers before to Thatcher, and Thatcher has always maintained he had no interest in joining the WWE. So, well, see, I don't get that. Like the guys that uh, at first they say that uh, they have no interest in joining WWE, yet sooner or later they end up there. <laughs> Well, because money changes a lot of things. You know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Enough money thrown at anybody 
you can get about enough results. I'm not sure if Timothy Thatcher, and I'm going to be honest, I, do, I don't see either of these guys ever making it to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them having some solid runs in uh, NXT, but I don't think their style, their look, anything about them screams anything that would be accepted. I think either one or both maybe might uh, debut at uh, the next uh, pay-per-view on the 16th. Okay. It's just my guess. Well, you know what? We're going to have to obviously keep our ear to the ground. Um, yep. Along with those signings, there were other four other signings for NXT UK this week. Okay, I, There was one other person signed to uh, NXT um, I was going to talk about her last for a simple reason is she actually is a wrestler oh. who got signed as a referee and she'll oh, be okay. trained. They saw, and that was uh, AJ Pereira who uh, used to float around in the Eastern seaboard quite a bit. Uh, I've seen matches of hers. She's a good up and coming talent. It makes me surprised, however, that she is going into refereeing and not wrestling, you know? So I guess WWE okay. is still going to be, you know, trying to have more and more women, uh, rest, um, referees that'll be an interesting thing to see now let's talk uk there were four signings there the uk so far is still kind of not really gotten too involved in main roster stuff although rhea ripley would prove me wrong um let's talk about the four wrestlers though that uh got signed over here um first of all two girls that we've seen in the past and we talked about them and and we both said we kind of wished we'd see more of them and that was candy floss and um Danny Luna. Danny Lunish. I keep mixing her name up, but you know what? I've seen her a few times in the last oh months ago, and she was on my radar of someone. Why why isn't she signed? So this is some great stuff for them. They're definitely gonna be making it onto the NXT UK brand. They'll be definitely touring there and, and making it to the show. Um do they necessarily have a chance of making it to the, the big division? I would probably say not. Uh Candy Floss, uh it's fun, but she's kind of like Zia Brookside. I, I don't really see her making a giant. She's not a Rhea Ripley type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's uh, disappeared. Zia Brookside. <laughs> yeah. What happened to her, huh? Did she lose, <laughs> lose or leave the world? Um, now, the other two guys that got signed are a tag team, and they call themselves, uh, was it Pretty Deadly? Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly. Um, yeah. Pretty Deadly. All right. We've seen them uh, the last little while. Um, there's two ways to look at what these guys can be used for, okay? Yeah. One, they can be the sort of fodder for women wrestling fans. They are good-looking dudes. They're young. They're muscular. They've got all the uh, sexiness going on. Uh, they could be used – a proper way they could be used would be to have them drive more women um, fans in. They're definitely good-looking enough guys that they could garner some women followers, right? Or – you could flip side it and make them such arrogant dicks that they're the pretty boys that everyone wants to beat. And that too could be very effective. Um, I think I see uh, good stuff out of all four of these signees. Um, yeah, but like I said, I don't see the potential in any of those four to crossing the pond and making it to the, the main WWE roster. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Elio? Yeah, I think they would do better on the U. In the NXT UK, then on the main roster, as we've seen in the past, like as soon as uh, someone is called up to the main roster, like not in case of like Rhea Ripley or Pete Dunne, but in like in the past, we've seen how their their character has totally been changed from what they the, what they were presented as in NXT. 
Yeah. So, I don't know, man. And it's not uh, always a good thing. No, but do you see any of those four in your in your mind? In all honesty, do you see any of those four actually being able to 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 get out of UK and make it into the main roster or even into the NXT proper? I see them maybe uh, making it to like the NXT brand. All four of them. Um, pretty deadly. I can see making it to the NXT. Okay. Do you see Pretty Deadly ever making it to the main roster? Uh, I don't know. I can't really see it. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So, that, 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 well, uh, where were they? They're, they're just going to pair them with, they, they just probably pair them with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call themselves pretty stupid. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty bleached. Then they can all bleach their hairs as well. <laughs> well that is our hot, first hot topic. Let's go into a second quick hot topic right now this week. And it'll be an ongoing thing. Let's talk about the tag team division within uh, AEW. Okay. Yeah. We have the current champions who are um, Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Who are in the middle of some kind of kind of breaking apart storyline. Which I'm confused by this team. <laughs> How so, Elio? Well, because they have like two storylines going on. First, they have bringing um Omega and Paige as the tag team champions. Yet they have this secondary story where like they're teasing Paige. Uh, when is he gonna turn heel? Is he gonna turn? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's every week. It's like um, okay, this week they're gonna pull the trigger on that, and then it, it ends up being no. We still have to wait. Well, you know what? Um, there are some other teams in there. I mean, we've seen there are some good teams. I mean, you have like uh, SCU, you know, Kazarian yep. and Scorpio Sky. Really good, solid team. The Lucha Brothers, who uh, I would almost say are right up there with the Young Bucks. You have the Young Bucks, who are definitely one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, you have the Best Friends, which I don't think is a great tag team. I mean, I enjoy Trent Barretta a lot, but I'm not at all sold on Chucky e. T. No. Um, the Dark Order. sold on Chucky e. T. You have the Dark Order who, uh, I don't know, do they even wrestle anymore? It seems lately all they do is have minions running around. And then you have the no, Butcher. They're, the no, they're just, they're just running infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the Butcher and the Blade who, uh, who look deadly to have some real potential, but have been booked like absolute garbage. And, and isn't uh, isn't uh, Allie or the bunny, isn't she part of the women's roster? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen her wrestle uh, this year yet. And she has not wrestled at all this year unless, uh, who knows though, I don't watch Dark. I know you don't watch Dark. Does anybody I don't watch Dark? <laughs> Anyhow. I don't think they do. <laughs> Um, Jurassic Express. They were on Dark this past week. So, oh yeah, I even forgot that team. I'm gonna have to say, when it comes to the team, the tag team division, there is some bad storylines popping around, and there's some nope. things that don't make sense. But overall, there are a lot of very good teams in this division. Yeah, there are there are good teams. Just, so they just I, need to. They need to use them properly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fans, I'm going to – okay, so I'm going to vote that it is entertaining right now. It could easily turn not entertaining, but right now it's entertaining. Elio, what do you think? A lot of good teams. I enjoy a lot of the SEU matches. Uh, yeah, Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers. Um, oh, we've got Private Party. Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Look how many teams. There's so many 
Yep. Solid teams there. I enjoy private parties, uh, matches as well. And the ding-dongs. Don't forget the ding-dongs. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the allied powers. And uh, wait a sec. Oh, powers. sorry. I banged my head. Those those guys are – that was years ago. Okay. Um, no, I would say solid – I would say it's a solid tag team division. I would give it a thumbs up. What, would, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a thumbs up. Yep. All right. So, fans – are we missing the mark when we're talking about tag teams? Do you think maybe that the AWA tag teams are a lot crappier? Are they crapalicious, craptastic, crapola? You tell us. Just don't crap on us. Uh, write in. Tell us what you think. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 I sense a second poll. Yes. There is going to be a second poll. The second poll. Uh, the second poll, we're going to go back to what we said on the first topic, was do Timothy Thatcher... And Killer Cross have any chance of making it to the main roster? If so, if you vote yes, vote it yes on your thing, but also tell us why you voted yes. The same if you voted no. Tell us in the comments below why. So that is going to be our hot topics right. of the week. Um, I can see by the clock on the wall we have gone a little bit longer than I would have liked to, so I think we're going to take a quick a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to take a quick, quick preview of the NJ and oh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, upcoming major card. Then we're going to talk about our three shows of the week. And guess what, Elio? What's that? We got three losers to enter into the, or sorry, two losers to enter into the vault this week. Oh my! All and right. By, and by vault, I do mean, of course, that creaky old creepy freezer you have downstairs. <laughs> All right, turn on, turn on the overhead light, dude. We're going into the basement, and we're gonna things are gonna get crazy. So, folks, we'll be back in a minute or two, and uh, get a bevy, get yourself something. Hey, you know what? If you really love the show, write in and tell Elio how much you want to see him in a live version wearing a tuxedo. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, folks, we'll see you back after the commercial break. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh, my goodness. Hey, folks, we are back. Whew. Elio, you still uh, you still sober? I'm still sober. Oh, I'm not. Not Anyhow. for long. Folks, let's take a look at, we're going to cross the pond, the big pond, and talk about New Japan Wrestling right now. New Japan has a big new beginnings in Osaka coming up. And there are some exciting cards. We're going to go quickly over the um, the card, make a few quick picks, and see how we do in the upcoming, uh, well, by next week. We'll know by the weekend how we did, okay? First match, a 20-minute uh, time limit. We have Yuji Nagato, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzon and Manahub Nakanashi versus Taguchi, Toa Hanare, Tomko Hanma, and Togi Makabe. Hmm. I'm going to say, who the hell cares? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If what I do you to, if, I to, if I had to pick, I'd go with, um, with uh, the other team, with uh, the Hanma's team. Okay. I'm not going to, I don't really care. 
that these are either old guys or guys who are never going anywhere. Yeah. Well, well just uh, based on uh, <laughs> like on the Liger one, usually uh, Liger lost both matches. Mm-hmm. So that's why, because I don't know. See, this is what I don't get. It says the Malibu Nakanishi final. I don't get that. Yeah, right. I don't get it either. I don't know. But, oh, wait a sec. I do believe Nakanishi's uh, retiring right away, too, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think that's what's going on here. There's just some of his, he's gearing up to end. So I'm going to guess then that he probably is going to lose. It seems that's the kind of Japanese tradition is lose yeah. your last couple matches and give the rub to somebody yep. else. I find it pretty funny that these guys are all like 20 plus year veterans, except for Toa Hanari, who's only been wrestling for like two or three years. Uh, the rest of the guys have been around forever and a day. So interesting. Yep. Interesting. Uh, second match 60 minute time limit. The 61st IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions, Sho and Yo, putting their belts up against Yoshinubu Kanemaru and El Desperado. What are you reading here, Elio? Mm. Well, we know they're, well, uh, we talk about the showing your track record winning championship system right away. Uh, I'm going to go with Kanemaru and Desperado. Yeah, me too. Showing you have choked every single time they defended their title. I think it's not going to end. They're going to choke on this one and lose those belts. All right. Moving on to our next uh, scheduled match. Um, a 30 minute special eight man tag match. Koto Abushi. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Dave Finley, and Juice Robinson taking on Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahishi, Tonga Loa, and Tama Tonga. So we got we got four kind of independents going up against uh, the Bullet Club, well, at least the weaker versions of the Bullet Club. Um, wow, there's really nothing to gain here. <laughs> no. Um, I don't uh. think this match has a lot of meaning. I mean, yes, you've got Finn Juice having lost to the Gorillas, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it to the Bullet Club. Yeah, I was going to say Bullet Club as well. All right. The fourth match is a 60-minute time limit match. Will Ospreay teaming with Kazuchika Okada against Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Ooh, that shouldn't be hard to guess. Mm. I'm, I'm going to guess that Tai Chi uh, gets pinned here. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it to Ospreay and Okada on this one. All right. Then we have our uh, fifth match will be Sonata versus Jay White. Ooh, this has been brewing for a while. Uh, your thoughts? You know what? I'm going to go with Jay White on this one. All right. I'm going to go with Sonata. That uh, This will be Sonata's breakout finally uh, for for things. So let's pick Sonata with this one. All righty. Uh, moving <laughs> on. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Taka. Hiromu oh, wait, Takahashi. Did you, did you pick for, uh, for White and Sonata? Yeah, I said Sonata. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm going with White. Okay. Right. All right. Um, for the junior heavyweight title, we have Takahashi putting his belt up against Ryu Lee. Uh, Ryu Lee. Is, that, is that Dragon Lee? Yeah, it's Dragon Lee. Because you even uh, told me that. Because I was asking you when, when I first saw that name, I asked you who that was. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. It just keeps throwing me off that he keeps calling himself Dragon Lee there and Ryo Lee here. It is the same dude. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, This one shouldn't be hard. I'm going to go with Takahashi. Yeah, I can't see him losing it, you know, right after just winning it. You know? His story, you know, coming back from such a serious neck injury. Himself, yeah, he's, he's not going to lose in his first title defense. All right, next. A 60-minute 
time limit match. John Moxley putting up the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship against Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Moxley on this one. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh man. Yeah. I. Uh, you know what? Let's play the devil's advocate. Why not? Okay. I'll go with. I'll go with you Suzuki. Go with Suzuki. Yeah. All right. Although we're, the big winner here is going to be the fans that watch this because this is going to be. Yep. An out and out brawl. Okay. This is going to be a really good brawl. And in the main event, Tetsuya Naito putting up his IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental belts against Kenta, the former Hideo Hitami. Is Naito going to lose it in his first defense? See, this is bad because if Naito loses, he loses both championships. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got them both up in this match. Oh, man. I don't know. It's a hard um, he just won both. I can't see him losing it right away. Wow, we are very much in agreement on this card. I'm going to have to agree with you. <coughs> he just won the belt at Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's too soon for him to lose that belt. Unlike Sho and Yo, yeah. he doesn't choke as much. <laughs> Sho and right. Yo. So this weekend, fans, by the time next weekend's show rolls around, we will be talking about the the results here and hopefully... The fa- the people you wanted, and I don't mean you as in you know you Elio, but the be- <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help myself sometimes. Um, yeah, okay, let's get into our weekly roundup of uh, shows. This is every uh, week. Right. Every week we cover MLW, we cover NXT UK, and we also cover AEW. And uh, you know what? Let's start off this week with. Um, Let's start off with NXT UK. All right. Tell me, my friend, what were the highlights for you this week? Okay, NXT UK. Um, we were working at um, Denny Birch called themselves the Britain Bruisers defeating the Hunt. They really took it to the Hunt because they really, uh, I've rarely seen them lose a match. Yeah, that was kind of like, I was very surprised at that. It really seemed like uh, they took quite a beating here. I really liked the Aladon and the Samuels match. Uh, it was good to see Aladon uh, pick up a win. Was it? Was, what would you say was your biggest highlight of this whole thing, though? Uh, which, uh, the main event, I believe, was uh, the Mastiff and... Um, oh, was it uh, South Wales Subculture? They took on Gallus? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, my highlight of the night, the main event was pretty good. It wasn't great, though. I'm going to say that. It was good, but not great. We've seen better. Yeah, it's going to have to probably be my highlight of the week. Um, Although I do have to ridge home this much. I'm not uh, buying this character, this gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've actually had way tight like, They were just like hitting each other. Like It was like strong style. It was a very exciting match for two guys who weren't very far up the card who yep. really took it to each other. Um, had these guys been bigger name dudes, I might have given them the highlight of the thing. But right now, they're kind of low, low level dudes fighting over, you know, the the Nuggets. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, my low light uh, of the week. I'm gonna go with, and I really like this wrestler, and I really want to see better out of her. But I'm gonna give my low light to Isla Dawn this week. Um, it oh. seemed she was a step off quite a bit, noticeably. And it seemed like yeah. Nina Samuels, who's usually the weak part of any of these matches, was the one carrying this match. Oh no, could Nina Samuels be turning you? 
<laughs> no, I hope not, because I was actually a little impressed with her this week. God, I hope not. Shut up, Elio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, overall, this was a middling match. I'm going to give it a, like a B minus. There wasn't anything horrible, but there really wasn't anything that stood out great either. Yeah, I know this was a good show, but it wasn't uh, the show that it, that we saw last week. This week it wasn't as enjoyable. Um, my lowlight, first of all, there's a new uh, there was a need for new uh, woman called Eva Valkyrie, which we're gonna see in, in a couple of weeks. But my lowlight, I'm giving it to Eddie Dennis's promo. Did he actually say anything? Was that actual pro? Can you count that as a promo? <laughs> I don't think you can. I no, mean, it seemed like Tread Seven said a lot more than he did. Came no, he came out to the the ring and talked <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he. Did. <laughs> get to the point. <laughs> How do you take two sentences and stretch it out five minutes? You talk like Eddie Dennis, I guess. Yeah, I can't no, I, I that. that. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, what would you give this week's episode? Um, well, um, my, uh, B minus uh, uh, leaning towards C. Yeah, because it, it wasn't it wasn't as enjoyable as last week. With Tyson T Bone is in one of the most exciting matches on the card, you know that you're in for a rough night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, uh, let's move on now to uh, MLW. Maybe All right, MLW. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> Highlight of the night for you? Um, I did like that uh, little vignette with uh, Richard and Essex and the filthy, the fil- team filthy does Dallas. Um, but I did like um, Myron Reed, I think it was against Drago. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, go back and uh, take a look, but uh, Dean Boy Smith versus Simon Gotch, I didn't hate the match. I just. Didn't like that kind of style of like with the no ropes around the ring. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter with my highlight of the night. Okay. Uh, first of all, you gotta give props up to Myron Reed and uh <laughs> yeah. these de- these dudes are becoming like New Day. They're just becoming every week they're getting closer and closer to turning to faces with their outrageous yeah. behavior because they have the skill to back up their words, you know. The second or third week in a row now where they've impressed me with their wrestling. Um, but my highlight of the night also has to be, I really dug the Davey Boy Smith, um, Simon Gotch match for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I'm very much in, can enjoy some grappling now and then, some really good intense wrestling. Mm-hmm. And two, it was something very different. MLW has been throwing lots of different things at us lately. And you know, we talk about how AEW tr- says they don't want to be WWE, but then they do sh- stuff that their whole show is just like <laughs> WWE. Yeah, yeah, MLW yeah. does its own thing, and it's exciting and it's fun. And it's very different. And that match, uh, folks, imagine this match had no – there was no ropes around the ring. There was nothing. No holds were barred. You could only win by knockout or submission. And Davy Boy knocked out Simon Gotch after three straight uh, German suplexes on his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did throw Simon Gotch around in that ring. Um, my lowlights. I'll I'll start with the my lowlights. Okay. My lowlights. Uh, I'm st- uh, Harry Smith or David Boy Smith Jr. Gonna have to work on his promo still. 
They're still coming off a little yeah. stiff. But for me, the main event, and, and it wasn't even a horrible main event. But if I have to look for what was the low life, low light of the week for me, the Marshall Von Eric uh, MJF match was pretty in middle of the road, not all that flashy for what was the main event tonight. And yep, that was I had that as man low light as well. So also the man's Warner promo. Yeah, you know we talked about this. The repercussions <laughs> of it kind of suck. You know, Matt's fit. He comes out talks about how he's. Finished off Jimmy uh, Havoc, which is great, meaning we don't have to see more of their hardcore nonsense. But then telling us, at first we're all excited, telling us that he's gearing up to go after championship gold. And we're thinking, (laughs) me and Elio are salivating, thinking of uh, Contra versus him. (laughs) For him to turn around and say that he's going after um, Alexander Hammerstone's never openweight title, that was a kick in the balls, man. Yeah, not happy. I, I, I don't get it. Mance, I don't know. It was heartbreaking, to say the least, okay? However, that being said, oh, and you're right. I want to quickly say, throw out props. Dominic uh, Garini finally looked funny. with <laughs> the personality, like he wasn't a sack of potatoes with a gi. Uh, enjoyed his little contribution. And Filthy Toms in, uh, uh, what was it called? Filthy Takes Filthy Dallas. Filthy Toms Dallas. They had that, that nice touch with the Dallas theme song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this week's show, hmm, I'm going to give it an A minus. No, no, wait, that's a little high. A B plus. I'm yeah, gonna I believe. Okay. I, I was going with a, uh, I was going with a B plus because despite the fact that the main event wasn't spectacular, it was okay. Right. And the, uh, the, the Myron Reed, Myron Reed match and Injustice were incredibly fun. And uh, I really like the Davy Boy Smith uh, Contra stuff, so I'm, I'm gonna go with a B uh, plus. Okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B plus as well because the MLW was uh, the out of the three shows this week. This is like MLW that I, that I remember starting to watch. Yep. Yeah, and let's hope it stays with this trend. Yep. Okay, so. Um... Moving on now to our last, uh, well, our last segment here, looking at AEW. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, first of all, let's do our highlights and lowlights, and then we're going to look at uh, some of what uh, our good friend Anthe Liberated wrote on his, uh, his Transparency of the Week, okay? Okay. Highlight of the week for you, my friend. All right, let's start lowlight. Uh, let's go low. Lola, like, well, definitely free. Um, Britt Baker versus Yuka Sakazaki and Kip Sabian versus Joey Janela. Oh gosh, could we be any more boring than Kip Sabian <laughs> and Joey Janela? Oh uh, my um, goodness! Terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh, the Britt Baker match. Gotta agree with you on that, man. Like, um, yeah. I don't get it. She needs a lot more work. Maybe she needs a tag team partner or a manager or something. But uh, And I didn't really buy the T thing. I really like the girl she fought. And mm-hmm. hopefully we see her more in this division. She, the girl gets a sneak pin on her. Sakiyaki. I can never say her name properly. Yuka um, Sakasaki. Sakasaki. Okay. Um, Rick Baker just came off as pretty weak still. And the whole 
putting that girl's face on the rope and then kicking the rope and then her spinning a tooth out was pretty yeah. ridiculous. It was pretty yeah. ridiculous. And it was then that was disgusting. She was like trying to put the the whatever the lockjaw on her. Yeah, and the trying to get her. It's like okay. Now, uh, my lowlights. I agree with how badly those were, but my actual lowlights of the week. I'm gonna go with uh, the Cody whipping thing. Was really, I don't really want to see this kind of garbage. I mean, yeah. what is what does this prove? You know, yeah. uh, he For, takes a okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, from from okay from storyline, I can see it. But uh, yeah, um, I just didn't enjoy uh, one thing about this segment. Well, yeah, I mean, we watch wrestling because it's great fantasy and escape. Yep. And there is some elements of realism you can drag in. But what happened to Cody there, there's no fantasy in that. That was a straight-up guy getting whipped and flogged on television. And I don't want to see that kind of junk. So for me, it was definitely one of the lowlights. Mm-hmm. And for me, the other lowlight is the whole <laughs> continuing, well, the devaluation of, uh, of the Butcher and the Blade. You know? Uh, it seems like oh. these poor suckers are just getting pushed worse and worse every week. This week, they finally get a victory, but let's face it. Uh, did they really get the victory? Or did, Lucha, <laughs> did the Lucha brothers really just do all of that? I think it was more, I think, to me, it looked like more Lucha brothers. <gasps> because um, yeah. <laughs> Butcher and the Blade that have lost that all the matches, I think, are pretty yeah. much. They pretty much lost all wow. the matches. I mean, and the one time that they went, they didn't even uh, do anything. It was Lucha Brothers doing most of the work. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, wow. Um, just not good. And the thought that Nyla Rose is still being pushed down her throats, not a fan of it. Ugh. Okay. Uh, highlights. I put SCU versus Best Friends as one of my highlights because, except for the all that ending with the Dark Order crap at the end. Yep, I agree. It was. Uh, I was trying to think of what was I going to put as a highlight. I mean, it should have been Moxley and Ortiz, but Ortiz just ruins it with his ridiculous <laughs> hamming crap. <laughs> you, you know how much his theatrics bother me? <laughs> how much? I say get the freezer open, buddy. We're putting him... Uh-oh. Back. Slowly, the great book opens. Ortiz, you just made the book. And while I'm on this role of being magnificent and angry, I would like to say Nyla Rose also deserves to be in the book. Do you agree with me on this? Good call. Yes, absolutely. Nyla Rose, you are now in the book. Yeah, and if Britt Baker doesn't watch her cute little butt, she's going to end up in that book pretty soon, too. Yeah, her, her her stupid mandible claw finisher is already in there. Yeah, let's. She might end up there. Now, we took a quick look, uh, folks. Uh, our good friend Ev Deliberated, uh, he posts a quickly recap of uh, what he thinks are the good, the bad, and the ugly within uh, AEW each week. We're not going to go over all of it because you could just simply go onto Facebook to Wrestling POV Podcast and read it yourself. However. For the for the sake of the show here, we're gonna pick up some of his good and bad and ugly. Just you know, just go over a few things that he said, and uh, see how we agreed and see what our point of view is. 
Now he talked about as under good, he put John Moxley and Ortiz. He liked, uh, he liked, um, mm. I'm going to have to say, I disagree with that. I don't think that that was a very good match. I thought it could have been a better match. I think Ortiz takes too much out of uh, the realism of matches. And it just seemed like a, another setup for Moxley to have to fight um, Ortiz next, or to fight Santana next week. Yep. Um, he put down, however, one of the ones I totally agree with, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of some of this, is I did think that uh, Best Friends and SCU was a pretty solid match. Okay? Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. And also, now he listed the Lucha Brothers uh and butcher and the blade versus the elite as uh something really good i'm gonna say no to that because this the problem i had with this match is there was so much going on uh butcher and the blade were looking just devalued more and more the lucha brothers doing their normal stuff all the adam page uh kenny omega or adam page getting mad at the all of the elite thing was really distracting and when they really got rolling it was like paint by numbers. Everyone's getting in their special move. And there was like no heart behind it. It was like everyone was going through the motions. And it just let me walk away thinking it was not that great of a match. Uh, and one of the things I know me and you totally disagree with, Joey Janela and Kip Sabian, he listed as an okay match. Yeah, no, no. No. Uh, not. I, I have to disagree. Under the bad... Uh, he listed uh, the inner circle's reaction time. I mean, they could have stopped Santana any time from getting uh, attacked in the eye, but that never happened, even though despite they were on there forever. Okay. Uh, he listed Britt Baker and Yuka Sakazaki, which we did say was we thought also was not a very good match. Yep. And he listed... Um, the least 10 lashes. Yeah, the 10 lashes. And we agree. Nobody wants to see that kind of stuff. You know, like, uh. So, folks, if you want to read the yeah. whole recap of uh, Anthem Liberated, please go on to Wrestling POV podcast page on your uh, Facebook. And you know what? If you'd like the chance to maybe talk to any of us to, to, to write in what you think of uh, the things we've been talking about, um, feel free to drop us a line. Like I said, you can find us all the time on um on the Facebook at uh, WPOV Wrestling Podcast, uh, you can also uh, what else? I, I'm always I'm always mix, mixing on uh, in, in, Twitter, Instagram at wrestling Instagram wrestling POV one and Twitter at wrestling POV. Right, and uh, you know what? Uh, before we wrap this up, we should mention that we also have a sister show, and uh, that's mm-hmm. Wrestling POV, which is uh, hosted by uh, our four good friends. Uh, our four good American friends. Although I do wonder if the puppet is American. He could have been made in China. <laughs> and if he is, watch out for the coronavirus. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you think Miguel has the coronavirus? Mm. Anyhow, um, they have a tremendously fun show where they cover all the going-ons in all of the WWE, except for NXT UK, which is our section of the woods. But they cover all the other stuff. Um you can hear them right on the same network you hear us on, or you can find their show on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Look them up, Wrestling POV. A lot of fun times. Well, you know what? We put some people in the vault. 
We discussed a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I think we're rolling down the end of the day here. Uh, I want to thank all of our fans from all across the world who take the opportunity to, to talk to us, to to uh, share this fun love of wrestling. I mean, me and Elio do this because we legitimately enjoy watching programs like uh, MLW. We legitimately enjoy NXT UK, New Japan. And there are times we enjoy AEW and there are times where we want to pull our hair out. And as anyone who saw me, <laughs> hair has already been pulled out because of AEW. Um, we love this wrestling and we love to be able to talk about it. And uh, we love it so much, folks. I mean, we do this uh, roughly an hour long show every week. But I got to tell you, me and Elio probably talk two or three hours uh, every week just about wrestling and it's not necessarily even about what we're going to say on the show at all we talk about wrestling we talk about what we think of the women's division in AEW we talk about yep. the people going on NXT UK we talk about the upcoming crap going on hell we had a discussion today we were trying to figure out what the hell Kenta meant <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know what we're not even going to talk about it on the f- show fans it took Elio a while to dig it up if you're interested do it yourself Okay, like go look it up. I was just curious because I remember when we started, uh, when I started getting into Japanese wrestling, there was Kenta Kubayashi and there was Kenta. And they, I'd see these two names and I'd get confused. And Well, if you ever saw them, you would never be confused. They look nothing like each other. But in print, people can seem the same by a letter or two off. So, But uh, like I said, we love this. And we'd love to take that opportunity to, to hear from more from you. And uh, we'll even make you a promise. You, you write in a letter about something we've talked about that isn't under the poll. We will actually read your letters sometime. We'll even do some uh, mailbag stuff. We'll read your letters. We'll respond to the questions you have. And uh, if they're stupid, well, we'll laugh at you and throw them away. But if they're good, we'll read them, okay? And I know, I know, I used to, I studied to be a school teacher. I will not correct your grandma, grandma, (laughs) this time. But next time, you do more. Anyways, folks, have yourself a great night. We look forward to seeing you next week. Elio, say goodnight to the good people. All right, fans, we will talk to you all next week.